Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about uh, mayor's debates or potential debates, including the mayoral candidates, maybe is the better way to phrase this. Uh, we all know that uh, we covered this story, of course, on CHML the other day, that the Hamilton Chamber of Commerce uh, once again uh, approached two of the major candidates for the mayor's job, uh, incumbent Fred Eisenberger and Vito Scro. Uh, and uh, now, according to the chamber, the story that I saw anyway uh, this morning in the Spectator said that uh, both parties had uh, declined to take part in a debate like that. Uh, I have, have information that is contrary to that that suggests that one of the parties, Mr. Scrow's campaign, were not even notified that uh, the chamber was uh, offering an invitation. And uh, as a matter of fact, they said that they quite rightly would have jumped uh, at the opportunity to do that. Uh, and want to, I want to get into that in just a couple of seconds. I, I also need to tell you that we at CHML offered an invitation to both uh, Fred Eisenberger and Vito Scro to come in studio. Now, you may remember four years ago, uh, we actually hosted the Chamber's uh, mayoral debate. It was up at, uh, at Michelangelo's, and, and uh, it was a lunch and breakfast, rather, and then I, I moderated the debate that went on for a couple of hours. That included only three of the mayoral candidates in that election, Brian McCaddy, uh, Brad Clark, and Fred Eisenberger. And all of them agreed, and all of them took part in the program. Uh, in the past, uh, before the Chamber did that, we had our own debates right here in studio. And, of course, we don't, to this point, have never included all of the candidates for logistical reasons, but also because we want to get the people that have a chance at winning this thing and, a ch and, and talk about the key issues. Uh, in previous campaigns, of course, we've had, uh, well, Larry DeAnne, uh, Bob Rettina, Fred Eisenberger in studio to debate key issues. Yet there seems to be a reticence on um, the part of uh, at least Mr. Eisenberger's team uh, to take part in these. At least that's the view that some people are taking. We did extend an invitation to, uh, to Fred Eisenberger to be a part of the debate here in studio. And uh, this is the response. I want to take just a second to read this, then we're going to get to our guest and talk about this. Basically, what we got in response to our invitation was, a, well, a form letter. Uh, it's not addressed to us, not addressed to anybody. It says, just thank you for your invitation to participate in a debate facilitated by 900 CHML. Our candidate upholds the principles of a fair and democratic election in his view that in order to uphold those principles, it would be erroneous to participate in a debate where only a small fraction of the candidates are invited. A fair and democratic election is characterized in part by its in inclusivity and equal opportunity to have one's voice heard. And it goes on and on. You, you get the gist of what they're saying here, okay? Uh, mind you, as we said, in the last election, uh, Mr. Eisenberger did take part in a debate that did not include all of the candidates, as he did in the, uh, the ca campaign before that, too. So uh, his embracing of, of the uh, democratic principle of all or nothing uh, is relatively new, as far as we can ascertain anyway. Uh, should he have done this? Should he have taken part in the debate? Should uh, an incumbent especially, uh, with such key issues going on uh, on the table now with such an important municipal election, be turning down invitations like this? I want to bring somebody who's been in this process before. Larry DeAnne, of course, is a former mayor of the city of Hamilton and a guy who, while he was mayor and uh, actually running for the job again, did take part in these debates. He's also a lobbyist, of course, at the City of Hamilton now. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to uh, give his take. Larry, thanks so much for the time. Good to have you with us today. Oh, you there, Larry? No, I think we just lost him. All right, well, we'll try to hook up with him in just a couple of seconds. Uh, the, the gist of this and the concern here is there seems to be some, some cloudiness about exactly what went on here. 
uh, about the Chamber's invitation, uh, about who declined and who was invited, and of course our invitation at CHML to take part in a mayor's debate. And the reason we do this, quite frankly, is we want you, the voters, to be informed. We want you to make informed choices. Mayoral candidates rarely knock on doors. That's likely to happen in your neighborhood. And you get literature. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Uh, some people access web pages to try to get information. Some people don't bother. But we often and have in the past offered to give our airtime here at CHML to these candidates so they can debate the key issues. And that way you can make an informed decision. I think we got Larry back now. Uh, Larry, thanks for joining us on the program today. Well, uh, hopefully to stay for a while. I hope so. Yeah, we I, we did not edit you or censor you. I got nothing you nothing you said was redacted. I got to tell you that up front. <laughs> All right, let let me the obvious question: Should Fred Eisenberger take part in these debates? Well, let me let me tell you that, and you accurately um, uh, recalled uh, the history of my involvement. I always enjoyed debates. Uh, I, I think I won every mayoralty debate that I was in, and lost two of the three elections I was in as well. So whether they have any lasting influence or not is another story. But it's all about, um, so I favor debates, frankly, but it's all about strategy at this point, right? Uh, I mean, there was a debate by the Afro-Caribbean um, Society of Hamilton. I'm not sure if that's their exact name. Uh, it was reported in, uh, in uh, the paper uh, this morning, at least in the CBC News uh, this morning, uh, that uh, Vito's Grow didn't attend that debate. Um, he thought it was going to be a meet and greet. He said he was going to be there. Then he canceled. Uh, much of the chagrin, uh, apparently, of the 130 people who attended and the organizers who had received um, assurances that he would be there. I'm sure, I don't know what happened. I have not spoken to Vito's uh, campaign, but there was probably some strategy there. Maybe this uh, wasn't felt to be his group. It wasn't felt to be his night. Maybe he was busy doing some other things. Maybe he had second thoughts. So it's all about strategy. And I think in terms of Fred's um, reluctance to appear one-on-one with Vito, it's about strategy, I think. Um, By all reports, and, you know, there was a Cable 14 debate. I watched a little bit of it. Um, uh, Dreschel um, uh, reported on it uh, in his column, uh, and he indicated that uh, that Fred uh, Eisenberger, the incumbent mayor, essentially mopped the floor uh, in terms of substance with all of those candidates there. So you've got to believe, if that's true, that it's not that Fred is uh, afraid of debating or unwilling or unable to debate, but it's strategy. And, and in his mind, uh, he is saying to himself, or his campaign is saying, they've reached the decision that why elevate one candidate and make it a one-on-one race when for the incumbent, it's, uh, it's probably advantageous to blend that candidate in with everybody else so that that message might be blunted um, in the voters' mind. So, so when, in other words, what they're trying to do is minimize Vito's Gross campaign. That's, that's exactly... And I, I get that from a strategic standpoint, Larry. I understand that. But, but is there also a consensus that, that as you look at this field of candidates for the mayor's job here in the city of Hamilton that it is probably a two-person race? And I don't even know how close the two of them are. But so, it, yeah, they, they, it, you separate the wheat from the chaff here. And I, well, I, watch, I also watched the Cable 14 debate. It was a circus, frankly. It was. And, it it, was. and, and a total waste of time. Uh, and, and, you know, you really, okay, anybody who wants to register for public office, you know, God bless them, et cetera. But we, we, we want to narrow this down to serious candidates, people that, that, that are, are vested in the issues and understand what's going on. And really, as I read the literature here, there are maybe two of them that stand out, and those are the two. 
Well, except I would say this, uh, Bill, and I have not personally seen polls, but I have heard about polls from both camps. And uh, in fact, in one poll, apparently, Vito and uh, George Rusich uh, were neck and neck uh, in, uh, in uh, support. Now, this was a few weeks ago. Uh, so who is the legitimate contender? Is it the guy that's been able to raise um, a lot of money and seems to have a slick uh, uh, campaign going uh, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of veto, which, which he does? Uh, or is it might it be one of the other contenders as well? And if you believe that poll, uh, there is at least one other candidate that seems to have uh, something to say that people are paying attention to. Uh, so do you include a third, maybe a fourth? A candidate as well, or do you simply, um, you know, take the uh, position that look just because uh, Vito's uh, stark contrast uh, to uh, to Fred in terms of you know the uh, uh, the LRT issue is what we want to talk about. Um, but it is it is one it is is a ballot box issue. I mean, I think we all have to to admit that that's it. It may not be the driving issue for everybody, but it certainly is for an awful lot of people. And you know, Larry. Notwithstanding your position on the issue, or Fred's, or Vito's, for that matter, this is a key issue for an awful lot of people, and there's there's a lot of and people are looking at this election to a certain extent as a referendum on LRT. No, no question about that. But but again, uh, referencing uh, the poll that that I heard about, I know, but but uh, I, I haven't seen the poll, so I I, I don't I don't want to legitimize those, okay? Because I don't know who's doing them. I haven't seen any numbers on this. But why this the, this this newfound religion to democracy and inclusiveness that that Fred is showing now? Because he didn't adhere to that four years ago. He agreed to the debate up there at Michelangelo's four years ago. We didn't invite all the candidates to that, but he was fine. Uh, the election well, before that. We had the the debate here in studio. He was he didn't have them all here then. He was fine well, with that at that point too. Sure, but but again, it, I then go back to the, the the whole issue of strategy. I mean, people people are trying to win the election, and they're going to use whatever strategy they think they uh, they that best uh, places them in the right light. I mean, even last it, night, the, the the debate that you just referenced that Mr. Scrow did not attend. That not all the candidates were there, but Fred seemed comfortable there. But they were all invited. That's the difference. If some choose not to go, then... Well, no, not all were invited, apparently. Well, the, the white supremacist apparently wasn't invited. You're right. But but the, the, the balance of the team uh, was invited, and for understandable philosophical reasons, they chose not to invite the fella... So, so Fred's, Fred's position here is qualified inclusiveness, then? Well, I don't think it's qualified inclusiveness. I, I, I think it. I think there's a genuine... And I think uh, Vito's role would probably agree that... Uh, we should be transparent and inclusive as well. But but he's also trying to paint himself as not just a single-issue candidate, which he's been accused of, um, and, and he's got a platform that talks about other things, and yet he only wants to have a debate on one issue, which then undermines his own position that he's not a, a single-issue candidate. And so you got to wonder about that. I, I, as you said earlier, uh, LRT is certainly an issue and maybe an important issue with a lot of people, but there are other issues that are important to other people as well. And so should we have the main candidates, if that's how you want to define them, talk about more than just one issue? I, I, I get that. And, and that's why our invitation, by the way, was not exclusively about one issue. It was going to be about a variety of issues. And, and you know, Larry, you've been here, done that. So you understand that, that it's a fulsome debate when we have the debates Absolutely. here at CHML. And, and that's what we were proposing. And, even, and again, as to say, uh, Fred Eisenberger decided to decline, or at least his team did anyway, 
uh, Mr. Scro was was more than willing to be a participant in this. So having a one person debate seems a little uh, fruitless at this point. But why not simply have a discussion about the issues? I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I get the about campaign strategy, and I'm not for one second, in, you know, suggesting that he has a legal responsibility in any way, shape, or form, nor even maybe a moral responsibility. But at the same time, uh, there are a lot of people right now saying, "Why is he not doing this? What's he afraid of?" Well, and, and, and exactly, and uh, there are some people who are saying that, and there are a lot of people who also want to see others included in the debate, especially those who put their names forward and are having a real campaign. And, and I mentioned George Rusich because I can't see anybody else other than Fred Eisenberger, uh, Vito's Grow, and George Rusich out there, uh, uh, you know, with, with Facebook ads, with uh, Facebook postings, with election signs. So I would say at least there are three main candidates. All right, so, so if we extended the invitation to all three, would Fred join in then? Well, I don't know. You'd have to ask Fred that question, I suppose. Uh, but, but, but the point, and I think you're recognizing it now, is that there may be more than one contender out there vying for the position. And so, you know, that, that speaks to, to, to democracy and for logistical reasons, but also to avoid the sideshow that unfortunately uh, was evident when some of the uh, fringe candidates also participated, and God bless them for putting their names forward, but they just weren't aware of the issues, weren't uh, uh, intelligible on the issues, and, and really uh, took time away uh, from those of us who have to make a choice discerning uh, the candidate's positions on important issues. And so there are other ways, of course, of, of trying to get that information out. But, but generally speaking, I'm agreeing with you, Bill, that debates are good. They're, they're also entertaining. They, they allow us to see people under pressure, you know, uh, thinking on their feet and how they react to that. And also it separates the wheat from the chaff. In terms of uh, in terms of substantive uh, responses to important issues as well, I would suggest though that part of the calculation of a campaign team is to try to find the strategy that addresses all of the things that we just talked about, but also is a good strategy for my candidate. And so, if if, if what, it's so, what's the downside? What's the downside for Fred Eisenberger to take part in this? Well, so that, that he's going to lose face, that he's not going to he's not going to stack up. I mean, you've been involved in debates for God knows how many years now as a, as a politician, Larry, and I did a couple of runs of that myself, as you know. You uh, it, it exposes it exposes the candidate. So and, so, and, and, and you know what? And the, the, you know that you don't know whether you're going to win. You're going to win the use. I mean, you know, Mr. Scrooge's taking a risk. Fred Eisenberger's taking a risk. I mean, anybody who gets involved in a debate's taking a risk on it. But that's that's the nature of the game. Well, it is the nature of the game. But if you have, if you believe those who are pundits, and and you know, if you believe our local columnist uh, Andrew Dreschel, who uh, in in sizing up the debate on Cable 14, indicated uh, that uh, other than Fred Eisenberger, uh, the others did not stack up, including Vito's Grow. You gotta you gotta also believe that Fred would do well in a radio debate. And, and Scrooge would not do as well. Well, that, and that was Mr. Dreschel's opinion, and I know others that don't share that opinion. And I watched it too, and I, I didn't think that, that it was as, as, uh, as inclusive, or exclusive rather, as, as some people seem to indicate. Uh, Fred has the, has the power of incumbency, of course, and so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough situation when you only have a couple of seconds to answer a question. But anyway, that's all about the logistics of setting up the debate. First of all, you have to agree to it, and I'm getting the sense now that, uh, that it's just not going to happen, and I think the public is the loser in this. 
Well, and 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 but but in in fairness, uh, Bill, um, I, I think that there are other ways that people are getting their message to the public, and I think, uh, quite frankly, at this point in the game, uh, you know, the the uh, the uh, opinions are baked in uh, uh, as to how people are going to vote, so debate may or may not sway. Well, I listen. Uh, we're just about out of time. I'm not so sure that people have already decided how they're going to vote. Uh, and uh, we got to wrap this up, but I do appreciate yep. you taking the time on this, Larry. Thanks so much. Thanks for the debate. Okay. Yeah, well, that's that's what it's all about. That's the nature of the beast. Former Hamilton Mayor Larry DeAnne. Uh, we've invited some other folks to participate in this over the last little while uh, and then try to get their opinions on this. And and I really think this is, uh, this is something that the public needs to hear and wants to hear. Uh, as, it's one thing to disseminate information. That's what political candidates do. But to actually debate and defend your position is, uh, is, I think, a part of the democratic process as well. And, uh, and I think that the, the city and the people that are voting in this election need to hear those candidates. They've had it in the past. They've done it in the past. Fred Eisenberger's participated in those in the past. And the fact that he is uh, not doing it this time is uh, rather, well, I think it's detrimental, obviously, to the process that he's suggesting that he's trying to defend here. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.